guys. Welcome back to Thick and Thin with Katie Bilotti. That is me. Um, on tonight's episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm actually going to be doing kind of a Q&A with you guys, um, just answering a total, you know, hodgepodge, all over the place, random questions you guys have for me. Um, they're going to range from deeper questions to more just like very simple questions because I feel like on the podcast, I haven't really done, I mean, the first episode, I kind of introduced myself and talked about myself a little bit, but I haven't really given you guys like an all you know angles deep dive with me just kind of answering questions that I can't dedicate a whole episode to you know things like that so tonight I'm going to be answering a bunch of questions you guys asked me on Instagram Um, like I said it's going to be a lot of different stuff we're going to talk about tonight so hopefully this will make up for Monday's episode being a little bit on the shorter side I thought I would do an extra episode this week because of that Um, so yeah without further ado I'm just going to get into these questions I'm a little nervous So there's a lot of questions about my job and things like that, but I'm going to save those for after I answer this one question that I loved so much that I screenshotted and I'm really nervous I'm going to forget to answer it. So we're just going to answer it first. And yes, it is relationship dating related. Um, I know some of you guys don't love when I like dwell on that so, so much, but to be honest, a lot of the questions were about that. So I'm going to give the people what they want, you know? Um, The first question, I'm not going to say who some of these are from if they're more like, you know, sensitive. Um, But this girl asks me, Um, Have you ever been in the situation of getting to know a guy who is head over heels for you, but you can't let yourself fall because you just can't understand what he sees and think it's all a scam? I'm so scared of it all. I've been hurt too many times. I don't know where to take the confidence from in this situation. Um, And she goes on to say some other stuff, but the really the, the kicker of that question that really got me and I was like, I need to talk about this and it's super relatable is, you know, being in a situation with a guy um, where it's it's kind of you, you just can't let yourself be into it because of X, Y, and Z. And for me, you know, I actually never, I don't think I ever really used to feel this way until I moved to the city. And as I mentioned in last the last episode, you know, just kind of feeling like I'm not sure about certain things. And a lot of times it does stem directly from me. So I totally feel her in this question, you know. And I think, I mean... It can just, you know, range from a a variety of reasons. But for me, when I'm with a guy, I get very insecure about very classic insecurities of mine, like my body, you know, I... I get nervous, especially in like a sexual relationship or where like it's intimate. Like I get really overwhelmed with the idea of, you know, being naked (laughs) like not to say that that happens in every you know relationship I'm in in the city or have been in the city but you know when it gets to that when it kind of you know gets past the few dates you know past like you know hanging out on weekdays and whatnot and to that I get really insecure about how I look and how you know my body is and I sometimes this is so oh god I need to put my phone in night mode sorry um sometimes I get to even the extent where it's like if he doesn't text me back or something like super you know, minuscule like that, I'll be like, oh, it's definitely because he thought I was going to be thinner in person. He thought I wasn't going to have thighs, you know, maybe he thought that I would look like my pictures, especially if it's like from Hinge or something like that, you know, and I get so just hard on myself, you know, I don't let myself experience and let myself love because I'm held back by my personal insecurities and you know as I've mentioned before I think it's one of those things where you're always going to be insecure about something like even if you go to the gym a seven million times tomorrow and get like a killer six-pack and like awesome body and whatever and like those insecurities are diminished like there's going to be other insecurities that are fighting 
for, for your attention. You know what I mean? It's like there's things you're not even going to realize were insecurities that are like your new insecurity that you're going to have like, you know, on the front burner. And so I think that knowing that and knowing there's always going to be something, you have to convince yourself that like, first of all, you are so capable of loving, you know, no matter how many times you've been hurt. That's so fact, okay? And you're also capable or you're deserving rather you're deserving of that and you're deserving of you know someone caring about you I know when she says like a guy is head over heels for you and you can't let yourself fall like you can't keep thinking that there's like a you know a reason why he's doing this like he's you know has these ulterior ulterior motives like sure he could but like we can't go on living like that thinking that you know wherever we go there's going to be some sort of like booby trap like about to pop out and like ruin our lives and I know it's easy to just get sucked into thinking like that and also comparing yourself to your friends and thinking oh this is the reason why I can't be happy and whatever believe me I am such like I know I feel that I know that I know that feeling um so I think you know in terms of this question just know girly you're not alone I feel this way you know so often and sometimes it's even just comforting to know that someone else feels like that and you know what I've been working on is just knowing that when I'm in when when I'm with the right person when I'm in the right phase of my life with the right person that's interested in me I'm sure I'm going to feel the insecurities I'm going to feel them no matter what but he will be a constant reminder to me that you know my insecurities are all in my head and you know, that doesn't mean I want a guy by any means to be like, oh my god, your thighs are amazing or like, you know, I don't know, like constantly telling me these things, but it's going to be in the feeling that these insecurities will kind of fall away and you won't feel them. So, you know, my answer to this is like, you know, you, I've seen this quote like multiple times, you know, on my newsfeed recently, to be honest, just saying like, you got to give love a chance you know, always. I think Maya Angelou said something beautiful that I cannot think of right now that, you know, along those lines, just like, you know, find the courage and the strength to love again, no matter what, something like that. And, you know, I just, I don't even know if you, if I want to say love per se, I just want you to know that you should always give things a chance no matter what. And the worst thing that could happen is it won't work out, but at least you can say you tried. Like no one's, you know, going to kick themselves later for not giving it a try because, at the end of the day, you know, courageous people are people that give things a try even when they're unsure. So I think that that is honestly my biggest piece of advice for this question and something that I remind myself of frequently. Let me tell you that. So that was the first question I just wanted to kind of touch on, almost just tell you, you know, that I I feel you. Um, I'm sorry if you keep hearing this buzzing and thinking it's your phone buzzing. (laughs) Um, There are so many questions. Oh my God. Okay. Um, Trisha asks, favorite makeup essentials lately? um makeup essentials well currently I do want to talk about the face mask I have on my face that you can't see that I love um it's a gold face mask oh my god what is it who is it by I think it's like Henderson nope okay sorry I had to like go get it from the bathroom I don't know if I just like ruined the sound quality there but um it's by Peter Thomas Roth and I basically went into Sephora and I was like I need something that's gonna give me a nice healthy summer glow something that I will fall in love with and want to put on my face forever um that's not really what I said I just kind of said I like I wanted a new face mask and like hence you know summer is like all about glow glow is like the biggest trend right now so I was like I want something that'll make me glowy and pretty um make me pretty Sephora so I went in there and uh the guy directed me right to probably the most expensive face mask in the store which is fine um, I guess so like if it's gonna make me glowy um so it's the 24 karat gold mask um from Peter Thomas Roth and basically 
It says pure luxury lift and firm mask. I don't really need it for like the lifting and firming, I guess. I mean, it's I think it's anti-aging somewhat. Um, but it says it imparts an opulent glow, helps re-energize the skin's appearance. Caffeine helps tighten the look of skin for all skin types. Anyway, it's great. It looks cool on the skin. It like gives you a nice, you know, little shimmer. Um, and it's not like a total pain to wash off. Some of those like thicker masks, it's just like a, a pain. And my, my sink looks like a murder scene. So anyway, um, I love this mask. And I guess in terms of beauty... Um, I have been using, this is kind of like a little biased because I work for L'Oreal, but um, we have a new foundation out called um, Freshwear. Freshwear 24-hour, um, as I mentioned, I am a little biased because I work for the company, but I have used a million gazillion really, really high-end expensive foundations, and I also have really, really dry skin, so I have a hard time like finding my holy grail foundations, and this thing, oh my god, first of all, it lasts all day. It's like sweat proof, like it doesn't like transfer. Oh my God, I just touched my face and it's gooey. Sorry, sorry face. Um, but yeah, I really love it. And it's, I'm like in like the second lightest shade right now, which I hope to change um, come summertime. But yeah, so that, those are my favorite like makeup-y skincare things of the moment. I'm trying to think if I love anything else. Milk Makeup has a really good brow, um, clear brow gel that I love right now. Um, Cause I honestly, so this is like a little, little tip about, or a little life tip that I've learned. Um, I don't, get my brows done anymore <laughs> like I used to be such a stickler about getting my brows waxed and such like so often that it was just ridiculous like my skin would break out every time and I was like no I need to do it and honestly I, I like the look of my brows much more when I just tweeze like every day like I honestly my hair grows so fast I have to um, but I love the appearance of my brows and I just take a little mini scissors at them sometimes and they get really long but I love like the kind of crazy look of them not too crazy but just like natural so yeah okay I'm gonna look at the other questions what's your favorite cereal um cinnamon toast crunch obviously that's my favorite cereal okay so I'm looking through other questions um you guys are asking amazing questions I'm like having a hard time choosing what I want to answer um okay we're just gonna like nothing's off limits at all so I guess I'm just gonna read okay Grace McGowan asks is your life how you pictured it would be at 22 so I guess my life now you know, versus 22, like what, what I was thinking my life would be. Um, honestly, yes, I am in the exact place doing a very similar thing to what I thought I was going to be doing. I knew I was going to be doing something uh, like digital, social, you know, creative um, in New York and living alone probably because I like love living alone. Have I mentioned that like too many times in the podcast? Like I love this. Um, yeah, so I, I would say yes. That's a yes answer. Um how are you? Truly, how are you? Oh, man. Stressed out of my mind. Um, I've actually, I mean, not stress. It's not bad stress, okay? There's, I think there's a difference between, like, good stress, like stress that's motivating me. Yes, I feel very motivated. I'm not, like, you know, upset. I'm not, like, crying, like, really overwhelmed. Like, I guess I do get a little stressed sometimes, but my stress really st- stems from, as I mentioned in a whole episode, you know, just the present and worrying that I'm not doing enough because in this city it's like everyone's doing seven million things at once and it's just like how do you do it like I'm like how do you work out and then go to work and do work and not be tired and not eat carbs and like <laughs> like I'm like how do you people do this um so yeah I, I would just say stressed but it's all good stress um and it's stress that I'm learning to manage I'm actually looking into getting an assistant this summer just to help me like a couple hours a week maybe like 
more than that, maybe a couple times, a couple hours a week um, with just managing my schedule and helping me um, take pictures, take Instagrams and cool places and open some PR packages and just very simple tasks. And honestly, it sounds really simple and really like kind of like, Katie, are you serious? But like, it's little things that I just forget to do. And like, things are piling up in my apartment. And it's just like, I need a little bit of help. And the stubborn person in me is like, no, you don't need help. You can do it all on your own, whatever. But then I'm like, you know what? Maybe I could use some help, which is a lot for me. I'm really bad at admitting when I need help. That's another little fact about me. So I guess that's kind of to answer that question. Um, Did you have a toxic childhood or did your parents love you? Yes, my parents loved me, still love me so much to the point where I am like, why do you love me this much? Like, I mess up all the time. Why do you still love me? Because um, <laughs> that's just like a cynic in me talking. But I had a really amazing childhood. Um, honestly, I had the most blissful childhood. I was very unaware of a lot of things. Like, I, I don't think I was sheltered per se, but I was given a very amazing life and you know, which is amazing and you can never ask for anything different. But I also do think that now that I'm on my own and I'm experiencing some things firsthand that I never experienced before and just not even experiencing personally, but just seeing in the city, you know, homelessness and just, you know, people not having the same, you know, upbringing as me, the same privilege as me. It is so sobering. And I, as thankful as I, as I am for my childhood, I also do feel like I was a little naive and I just didn't think that so much hurt and struggle existed in the world. Like I kind of, I knew, but I didn't like know. Does that make sense? So I had an amazing childhood and my parents did love me, but that does not mean that I'm now not feeling like shock that like, I'm like, wow, this is like real. And it's making me a better person, honestly, every day knowing all these things and living in a city where it's all happening, like all in the same state, all in the same city. So yeah, a lot, a lot has been uh, taught to me in New York. Let's just say that in my first year. Um, Molly the Green asks, what are some pieces in your closet that make you feel hella confident? Honestly, dresses, gowns, like just like really exotic, like maybe not exotic, that's the wrong word, elaborate clothing pieces. Like I... I have this thing where I like literally my friends like laugh at me they're like Katie don't wear the gown to happy hour like I am a very big gown dress you know vintagey styles not like full maybe I, honestly I love I love a good full-on vintage piece but a lot of times it's just more like old school styles that I really love I love reformation for that reason just like not needing to show a ton of skin not because I don't think that that's awesome and like I will do that on occasion but I just feel most confident when I'm like walking down the street in my cute heels and a flowy dress and you know that's just how I feel most confident and I will continue to wear gowns to happy hour friends. Um, do you think it's worth going to Coachella? Jasmine wants to know. Um, so I went to Coachella once. I went a couple years ago. Maybe it was more like three years ago now, I think. I went junior year. So I think that's, um, that's about like two-ish years ago. Um, I, I really loved it. I went with a brand, so it made it a lot easier because they helped with a lot of things like transportation and hotels. And I got to bring a friend and it was really, really great. Like an awesome first experience. Actually, wait, I went with L'Oreal. Why did I say brand? I went with my brand. <laughs> um, and it was a really great experience. But like, I do think that it's a lot of stress. Um, I mean, going for the music is amazing. If you're going for the music, you truly love the music like I did and whatever. Amazing, amazing experience. They will not disappoint. Like it is the ultimate. You see all your favorite people in one place. I I loved that aspect of it. If, you know, the only stressful things about it, I think, is 
you know, transportation, you know, getting out, leaving in the, the traffic and just the people everywhere. And that's like kind of stressful. I'm not one that loves like really chaotic, like concert situations. Like I do love a concert when I can like get in, get out really quickly and not have to like be in traffic for 75 hours. So that was a little bit stressful. Also, there's just a lot of pressure, you know, if you're going to like get the right pictures. And I think it's gotten to the point where maybe it's not so much about the music anymore, which is scary to me. But like I said, I haven't been for a couple of years. I just remember the transportation being a nightmare. You know, if you don't have a situation where you have a car picking you up or something like that. And a lot of people don't. Most most people don't. If I went again, I wouldn't have that. Um, and I just, I don't know. That's stressful to me. But I love the performers and I love watching. I've been watching all the performances on my computer, um, you know, from the past few weeks so yeah I think it's worth it but just know that it's it's there's a lot involved that you don't see on Instagram okay that's what I'm gonna say about that um Katerina favorite neighborhood in Manhattan um West Village for sure that's where I'm looking to move actually and I'm putting in applications as we speak for apartments in West Village and I'm very excited to move there and be a West Villager um the reason why I love it so much is just how every street looks different um, there's a lot of character, which I feel like everyone says about every place that they love, but it, it just there's just such a, an energy there that doesn't exist anywhere else in the city, and not to mention it's very close to all of my friends, and so I can finally walk to their apartments and not have to Uber and be like half an hour late to everything. Hell's Kitchen is just so far from where my friends live in, in the East East Village, Lower East Side, that area. Do you ever regret getting a nine to five and not doing YouTube full time? So I was actually thinking about this in the shower tonight, (laughs) not because I saw the question. I actually didn't read many of these questions beforehand. I didn't read this one in particular, but I was thinking about it and no, I don't regret it at all. And here's why I will tell you. And it's yes, it's somewhat related to money, which like obviously it's like not pretty to think about there. Talk about that, but it is, you know, YouTube is amazing. Instagram, you know, working off Instagram and stuff like that is so amazing and it's a blessing that people are even able to do that um, and good for them if they fully rely on that but my fear is just you know what happens when Instagram isn't any isn't a thing anymore and when YouTube when I get you know increasingly less relevant on YouTube like I don't have the views I used to get on YouTube that's no secret um, mainly because in college I didn't I didn't I, would, I didn't put much I, I didn't put enough effort into it I posted but I didn't post on a schedule I just posted like honestly once a month and it was just because I was enjoying college and I do not regret that at all like god I don't regret that like I was thinking about that the other day I really don't regret it so yeah like I just I see numbers just fluctuating and that freaks me out and also you know that's one reason that kind of made me that was what initially got me thinking about looking for a job and then when I got the job at L'Oreal and I'm doing do- digital and social, docial, that was like a weird word I tried to invent there. Um, I started realizing that I really love working for another company that isn't me or isn't just me rather because, you know, doing YouTube and Instagram and such full time is kind of a lonely job and it's nice, you know, on L'Oreal having a team, having like a full team that I work with and that I love and really feel inspired by and am learning so much from. That's a huge reason. But then also, you know, it's nice to, n- to not have that that, you know, crazy stress of having to get the numbers and create certain content to get numbers. And I am confident when I say that I don't feel pressure right now to make content that I know will do well. I make content that I love, like my vlogs, like certain videos I put up that I know might not get crazy views, but I just genuinely love making. Like that is a a pleasure that I never even knew that I you know, wanted and needed for so long. And so that's nice knowing that like, you know, I don't need to get 
certain numbers on YouTube because, you know, I have L'Oreal and I'm getting paychecks from them and I love my job at L'Oreal and it's just, you know, two things that, yes, I, I need to learn the balance between and I need to, you know, keep striving to not put too much on my plate because it gets to the point where it's overwhelming. But I think, honestly, I, I don't regret it because now I have you know, the freedom and the the confidence to make whatever I want and not worry about, you know, getting paid and getting money from it. It's it's now again, you know, what I created in initially to, you know, as an outlet and what I love. And so I feel like I'm at the best possible point with my YouTube channel and my Instagram and the podcast now. Like I just feel so creative and so happy with what I'm doing and I don't feel pressure. And so I think that that's honestly Maybe, honestly, it wasn't like what I initially thought that was the reason, but now that I've kind of came to that point, I'm happy that I did it. And, you know, L'Oreal teaches me things. Like, I mean, it sounds like cliche, like, yeah, I'm learning so much at my job. But like, honestly, I'm learning like acronyms, words, things in the industry that I didn't even know existed. You know, just how to navigate this this space especially in New York it's good to start with a job a lot of influencers here actually did start with a job or still have their jobs and it's just like a side hustle and I think you know yes we're like millennials gen z we are the side hustle generations but you know I think that that honestly yeah or no to answer your question no I do not regret it at all so switching gears for just a second to introduce tonight's sponsor tonight's episode is sponsored by Harper Wild and I'm actually wearing the bra currently that they sent me in the mail um, as part of their at home try on which is honestly a revolutionary innovation guys because you can try on three different bras in different sizes colors etc like yeah there are days when I go braless there are days when I want a bra when I don't want a bra but when I do want a bra I want a bra that I can count on did I just say bra like 75 times in that sentence probably um, and these bras are there I go again extremely extremely comfortable they are designed with women in mind so you know they aren't digging into my sides you know making me literally hate my life all day long super comfortable I forget that I'm wearing it and I'm not itching to rip it off as soon as I walk in the door very easy to wear on a daily basis and you get to try on three of them in the comfort of your own home you can have like a fashion show try them on with all your clothes they're shipped right to your front door and shipping is covered both ways and you only pay for the bras that you keep. They're super inexpensive. You know, they're actually priced lower than the average competitor and they're easy to buy in bundles so you can make over your entire bra drawer without, you know, giving an arm and a leg to do so. <laughs> so it's really, really great. This is kind of embarrassing to admit, but I have some bras still from high school and like probably before that, I haven't really changed in size at all. Um, so maybe it's about time. I think it honestly is about time that I get some big girl bras, you know, that are like functional and not super frilly. And the best part about the whole thing is you can buy your bras knowing you're helping someone because a portion of Harper Wilde's profits are donated to projects that help women gain access to education in over a hundred countries around the world. So lifting your ladies can help out, you know, with uplifting other women. So guys, as per usual, I do have a special deal for you guys. I think it's about time that we all upgrade our bra collection. So go to Harper Wilde, that's Harper, H-A-R-P-E-R, wild w-i-l-d-e don't forget that e at the end dot com slash katie that's k-a-t-y to get started today with a free at-home try-on you get it for free and a free bra wash bag along with that if you have a bra you need a wash bag and now you can have one for free make sure to select three bras to try on and don't forget to add the wash bag to your cart too that's harper wild w-i-l-d-e dot com slash katie k-a-t-y to try on three bras at home for free and receive a free gift that's harperwild.com slash katie Okay, now on with the podcast. Okay, another good question. You guys are killing it with the questions. I am so proud of you for asking these very hard-hitting, very 
you know, deep questions and also very fun questions. So someone asks, what to do when you start to feel, in all caps, friendships pulling away slash growing distant as we get older? Okay, this is something I can relate to personally because, you know, as I did grow up in Maryland, I went to school in North Carolina, I'm in New York now, you know, I'm bound to get distant from some people just because of the actual distance that I have in between a lot of these people that I used to be friends with or still am friends with that I don't see very often. And I think that the the thing you have to remind yourself or consider is you know does does it bother you a lot like does it really like hurt your soul that you don't speak to this person very much anymore you know and that you wish you you could you know still be really close with you know does it is it really hurting your soul that you're not close to them anymore because in that case if it really is then you know the best thing you can do to maintain those relationships is just talk as much as you can you know text and it doesn't mean you have to like talk every waking second because, you know, I have really close friends in the city that I don't talk to every waking second. It's just like something that isn't really reasonable or rational. Um, but just, you know, keep in touch, like keep going the distance to see this person. If you're going home for the holidays in their home, you know, make time to see them, things like that. You know, those relationships that you really do want to continue and grow, you know, you'll fall right back where you left off and it will be just fine if both you and that person are willing to just stay in touch, you know, do put in the effort to maintain the friendship, you know? But I think there are some people that I have drifted apart from, not because I don't like them, not because I hate them or anything happened. It's just like, I just don't see, they're just not a part of this chapter of my life. And I think it's honestly kind of a mutual thing in most of these situations, actually all of these situations that I can think of. It's just like a mutual thing. It's like, you know, we're, we were friends when we were 14 in this town and you know 23 version of us just we're just not friends we're just not supposed to be friends and I think we have to accept that because there's just physically no way that you're going to be close friends with 35 million people you know what I mean it's just you have to just know that in this chapter it's just not not your closest friend and that's fine and you know who's to say when you're 50 you won't like reconnect and be friends and there won't be any hard feelings because it's just it's physically just it's just hard to keep up and, you know, get dinner with every single person every single night. You know, it's just, it's not feasible. So I think you just, it, you have to have those hard conversations with yourself and, you know, just kind of know that I think the best possible thing you can do is be close with, you know, a small, I mean, this is just a personal preference, honestly, so I don't want to tell you how to live your life, but, you know, I prefer being very, very close with a, you know, a, a group of like, I don't know, 15, 10, maybe 10, 15, you know, and really grow and culture those relationships because I think the worst thing I could do is just spread myself so thin that I don't have any really, really deep friendships with anyone and I just have like very superficial friendships with a lot, like hundreds of people, you know what I mean? So I think you do have to know though sometimes when you don't speak every day, it doesn't mean that you're not friends also. It just means that, you know, just you're not as close as you used to be, which is fine. You know, we grow up and that's what happens. So that's what I think about that. Um, yeah, it's kind of sad to just like think back and be like, oh, we used to be so close and now we're not. But you you reflect on that fondly and be like, that was just so necessary for that version of myself back then. And now it's just not as necessary and that's fine. So that's how I see that. Um, okay, so in the grain of friendships, there's another question. How can you tell when a close friend isn't actually good for you or good to you? But I guess that also relates, you know, good for you too. So I have experience with people that, um, you know, I, I was friends with that I realized maybe weren't the best for me. So I do have some things I can say about this. I think the number one thing that I've actually heard before so that I didn't invent this, but the number one thing you need to consider with friendships is, you know, when you are successful, when you have successes in your life, even just small successes, are they happy for you? You know, are they genuinely happy for you? Can you tell 
that they are happy for you and they're not just texting you like yay congrats like they actually come out and they are like I am so proud of you like this is really awesome like things like that you know notice who who is proud of you and happy for you in those moments when you're successful and maybe they're not notice who supports you in that moment you know even though maybe their life isn't all sunshine and butterflies and yours is for once or you know you're having a great day or something notice who who supports you in that and doesn't just say like oh like my life is so miserable let's talk about my miserable life and not your successes you know so that's really important to remember and I've figured it out the hard way who's proud of me and who is just you know using me or just wants to just I mean honestly a lot of people have used me just to like vent about their life their, their problems and they're just a whole negative energy and they have nothing nice to say and that's another thing you know do your friends have nice things to say you know about other people because that's exactly how they're going to talk about you when you're not around you know you got to know that your friends have your back and they're not just gonna you know shit talk you to the next person they hang out with and it's hard to tell you know, that aspect, because obviously you're not a fly on the wall and there are other conversations, but you have to, you know, if you are confident that your friends are going to stand up for you, if your name is being, you know, shit on, for lack of a better way to say it, by other people, or like, if you know, you got to know whether your friend is going to do that for you, because that is a true friend, you know, and people that aren't going to drag you down to other people, like, I think you kind of can get a vibe for that just from spending time with someone a lot, um, I guess by the same token of, you know, the the previous thing I said, you know, notice who is there for you when you're not at your best, when you're not, you know, all sunshines and butterflies and you're having a really hard time, like who is actually there for you? You know, who's not just texting you like, oh, I feel better. Oh, like, that's so sad. Like, let's talk about whatever. Who is actually showing up, physically showing up for you, physically there for you when you're not at your best, you know, because I, I have friends or I've had past tense friends I've gotten good at weeding them out to be honest and unpleasant terms but you know I've had friends that have kind of ran when I'm not going through a great time you know yes like I have had really great times and big successes and people have been there for me through that but then as soon as something bad happens or I'm not fun and I'm you know irritable and I'm having a bad night my friends are like fuck you or not my friends but like the people that I hung out with previously are like oh we don't want to be anywhere near her like she's a cold-hearted bitch tonight but like don't realize that maybe something deeper is going on you know who actually asks you how you are in those moments because I think that those are the true friends that you should stick around forever so yeah that's kind of my answer to that question okay um favorite pizza place in New York so New York is known for its pizza but Joe's Pizza is definitely the best um there's a bunch of locations I think I've always gone to the same one but I I believe there's multiple um very very good pizza very good price as well they only take cash so beware um okay next question um how do you combat being unmotivated or unmotivated days at work I think that the best thing that you can do in those moments of feeling unmotivated is number one remind yourself why you started you know why you took the job why you started that project that you're feeling unmotivated with or why why did you begin with whatever you're doing remind yourself of how you felt when you were motivated you know and remind yourself of that energy and then you know kind of you know force yourself to think about why you felt like that and it will honestly kind of remind you you know why you started and why you even had the guts to do it in the first place and the courage and it'll kind of you know reinfuse that back into you I think um that's what I do at least when I get really unmotivated especially with YouTube and you know Instagram and podcasting and such like I sometimes will have days where I'm just like I really don't feel like I want to take a picture of myself right now and I don't feel like I want to post a video because I'm not my happy chipper self you know I think number one 
besides those other two points is like you do need to take time for yourself to recharge because especially you know creatively I constantly feel just sometimes very burnt out and I feel like I don't have any new ideas and all that I need to remedy that is just take a day and you know not post anything not force myself to do anything that I'm not feeling motivated to do and I will find that motivation the next day you know something else will creep in and I'm like wow I want to do that and so you got to know when to give yourself a day to just kind of recharge even if I know you like if you have like a nine to five you can't really do that you have to go to work but maybe just like forgive yourself for not feeling motivated that one day and just know that tomorrow is a new day and tomorrow you will feel hopefully better and if you're not feeling better by the next day maybe it's time to try something new try a new job you know maybe try a new path which is easier said than done I know but it's something to consider so I think that's a good answer to that okay so the next question is how do you feel meeting guys in New York are you ever sketched or scared (laughs) scared of them being sketched am I ever sketched though I am sketched sometimes um so okay this is a very good question because it does revolve around safety in New York which I feel like I never talk about and I'm always like I'm going on all these dates but like what happens after you know so I well I, I first of all do not go home with a guy after meeting them you know one time like I did in college sometimes because I you know college is a different atmosphere not that you should ever not be safe in college I've learned that just seeing the news lately you know maybe I do kind of look back and I'm like I was an idiot in college but I did at least have my friends in very very close proximity Elon's a very small school but in New York you know that's not the case necessarily and also it's a huge ass city so I'm very very careful here I don't you know go home willy-nilly with people I just met that's just not something I do anymore so that's that's off the table but also you know I kind of in the worst way possible just because I'm a woman in New York and you have to be so careful I always just when when meeting someone you know I have like an open mind with like them as a person but I also just consider them to be a you know a serial killer until they prove otherwise like I give them the I give them the not benefit of the doubt like I don't give them the benefit at all and I'm like you are a serial killer unless you prove to me you know after a few times going out after a few you know hangouts in the daytime and such that you are not a serial killer um so yeah I I really am I'm I'm hard on guys to in the sense that like I don't trust them ever until they you know do things where I'm like okay this guy is trustworthy and I do trust him and I always guys biggest tip I can give you have my location on loud and proud to my friends they have my location I have theirs they know where I am at all times I tell people where I'm going on dates I tell people where the guy lives if I am seeing him and going to his apartment you know I I just you know communication with your friends and just telling them like hey this is happening is key it's how to be safe in the city and just you know holding each other accountable like you know the other day one of my friends was not answering her texts for like hours and hours and hours on a Saturday morning and I got very nervous we all got nervous and you know eventually she you know answered me we were like oh my god don't scare us like that you you gotta like just constantly staying you know in contact with your friends and just know hold each other accountable know where everyone is at all times because you know dating and going out with guys in the city can be great and harmless until it's not and then you know it's scary so I think that's a good answer to that okay so another question that I get quite frequently that I never really knew how to answer until now and I just like it just pops in my mind the perfect answer so I'm gonna answer it finally um oh and I just lost the question where'd it go okay how do I tell my best friend I might like him without ruining the friendship so this is a constant fear that a lot of people have I feel like because also I feel like when you get to know a person so deeply you know as a friend of the opposite sex especially you know when you know every part of them and you know all these deep things that they don't tell people you're gonna fall in love with them or at least in my experience or maybe you think you love them or maybe you just like love 
you know, certain parts of them and you're like, maybe this could be something else. And you think about that. So I, I know this firsthand because I actually did really, really love or like or whatever I had um, with a friend in high school. And I confessed the love to him in a letter, a handwritten letter. I think I talked about that in an episode or a video at some point. And I I think I've actually talked about it a bunch of times. Um, We've always talked about, you know, to this day, like, you know, doing a video. He still has a letter of us just like reading it, but I'm like cringe, but I'll do it someday. But we're in different states right now, so it it won't really work. But someday. Um, Anyway, to answer your question, if the person, if the guy or girl or whoever is truly your friend, like it won't ruin the friendship. You know, they'll either, you know, reciprocate, which I feel like happens. It's rare probably, but it happens. Or they won't reciprocate, reciprocate, but you will come back from that. Yeah, it'll be a little awkward for a little bit, but if you laugh at the awkwardness of it, you know, and if he laughs at the awkwardness of it, not laughs like, like haha, you're ridiculous, but like, like that was something that happened and it's not reciprocated. Like it won't ruin the friendship. Like you might think it will. And in the moment it seems like, oh my God, my, my friendship is over. Like we can never be friends again now that he knows how I feel. But like, you know, you got to shoot your shot because if not, you're going to regret it. You know, especially if it's a feeling that never goes away. And I just think you should always say things that you feel, even if it's, fucking scary so I think what you got to do is tell him how you feel if it's reciprocated it's reciprocated you know fireworks hallelujah if not you got to know that this person you know if they don't cut you out because they feel awkward then they are a real true friend and I think you know me and the guy or the guy and I how do I say that grammatically correctly whatever the guy and I the guy that I confess my love to in a love letter and I are still really good friends like exactly how we were before if not honestly probably better now because I did that and you know we're on that level now where we laugh about it and it's just fine you know I I think I can say from personal experience that like if the friendship is really true it it won't ruin the friendship if your you know your love is not required requited requited yeah so I think you got to do it maybe it'll be awkward for a little bit but then you can laugh about it and be like hey remember that one time I told you I loved you like haha um and it honestly kind of if you, you know, realize maybe you weren't in love with him, it'll snap that into you real quick. Let me tell you that. Um, I kind of realized after I wrote the letter and after I confessed, I was like, maybe I don't actually like this guy that much. (laughs) So yeah, that's my answer to that. Um, Okay, so guys, um, honesty hour. (laughs) Uh, My phone just died. So I know (laughs) I'm the worst. Why? And my charger's broken. So it's kind of like a huge dilemma I'm having right now. I've been very stubbornly not buying a new charger even though my wire is like fully frayed and like broken like this is apple's way of saying like spend more money and buy a new charger so my charger um is you know broken and my phone is dead so i don't really know what i'm gonna do honestly i just like bring it to work and i charge it there and i'm gonna go to apple tomorrow and buy a new charger so yeah but i do remember a couple more questions that were asked that i do want to close with um i guess the first one i did want to answer um Okay, now they're escaping me. No, someone asked me, what is something that you guys don't know? Or it was like, tell us something that we don't know about you. And I'm trying to think of like things you guys don't know, to be honest. I'm such an open book on the internet. I guess I've never really discussed like my personality type, have I? Well, like besides like the Enneagram, which I was obsessed with for a while, still love. Um, I guess my my Myers-Briggs type, I didn't tell you guys, I haven't told you guys that, I don't think. I'm an ENFJ. Um, so I'm, what's it called? Like extroverted. Um, what's the N? Intuitive. 
I'm feeling and judgmental or judge. Um, that's the last one. And so, which I think is so interesting because someone actually told me today that, I don't know if this is true because I didn't you know, actually see the stat myself, but only like 2% of the population is an ENFJ. So my fellow ENFJs out there, like holler, holler at you because we're some of the few, I guess. Um, and I think my personality type says a lot about me because it's also like a huge contradiction. Like, yes, I'm out there, I'm extroverted. And I also, you know, I'm intuitive, but I also am like judge in the sense that like I really, really think about everything I'm doing, like to the point where I like, you know, beat it to death. Like I over analyze everything and I overthink things, but I'm also like, you know, the first to be like, let's do this idea, let's do this like cool thing and having a big vision. But I'm also very much like this big vision. I have all these ideas, but then also like, is it rational? Like, can we do this? And it's something that I, you know, after learning this about myself, I've, I've known my personality type for a long time, but you know, in the job world, it's really, you know, shown itself to me in a whole new way. It's like, I have these big ideas, but I, I'm like, okay, how, like, you know, what are the steps we can take to get there? And like, how can we make sure that we are, you know, as cost efficient, time efficient as possible. And sometimes you just got to realize that like the biggest brightest most amazing you know dreams in this world that have come to reality and come to make some amazing things weren't extremely calculated like yes you can like you know plan things and you know really work hard for a long time to reach a goal but like also you do need to embrace spontaneity in this world and so I think that's something that I've learned and also something I guess you guys don't know about me my personality type so that's a little tidbit. Someone asked me how I store my earrings, I remember, and I laughed at the question because I don't store them. They're actually just all over my apartment as we speak. Um, so if anyone has any like creative ways to store earrings, like I used to have one of those like earring like post things that you like, you know, stick the earrings in. Um, I don't have one of those currently. I should probably find another one. I just didn't really love mine and it kind of, I think it was from Claire's <laughs> where I got all of my, you know, piercings done. But yeah, currently they're just all over. I have these little gold catch-all trays, like they're called a catch-all tray, it's just like you put whatever you want in it um, from Urban, and I just put them in there, and then they just get lost in the, the backings, I don't know where any of the backings are, I actually have a, a problem, oh, another thing you guys don't know about me, um, on New Year's Eve this past year, I stretched out one of my earlobes, um, I don't know really how it happened, um, but I just remember waking up the next morning and being like, whoa, and like put, trying to put in earrings for the next day. And one of my earlobes was just stretched like way down my left earlobes. My right earlobes fine. My left one is a problem. And I know I have to get it like surgically fixed and then like re-pierced and it's a lot of effort. Um, <laughs> but that's another thing you don't know. So um, I've been trying to not wear as much heavy earring loads in my ears these days. Um, so I have these like small little hoops that I wear every day now which has really, really been helping me in that regard. But yeah, don't really have a creative earring solution for you, unfortunately. So yeah, those were some other questions. Um, my phone is kaput. I'm going to try to um, finesse my charger into working, but alas, it is my own fault. I should have gotten a new one today when I had daylight and Apple was open. It's 10 o'clock now. So yeah, that is it for tonight's episode. I hope you guys all enjoyed um, this little Q&A. I really love doing stuff like this where it's not like one topic and we're just talking about a bunch of different things you guys want to hear about. So hope you guys got something out of this and liked it and I will talk to you all next week. Bye. Mm-hmm.